The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Um, well, I have Jan Stewart on. Good morning, Good morning Jan. You're just smiling this morning. What's the big deal? It's almost Friday. And, and, and you you have your Apache outfit on today. Yes, You're I looking do. good. Thanks. Yeah. Very warm and toasty. Yeah. And her sassy hair. Yeah. Uh, I th- when I looked at you a second ago, I thought you had already had your headphones on, but something else messed the hair up before you even got here. It's very curly today. Curly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, your buddy Ronnie said sassy. That's fitting also. Yeah. And Ronnie Martin's own. Uh, I don't Morning. know why I always introduce Jan first. It doesn't really. <laughs> it seems appropriate. Does it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. The, the, is it because of the rank structure, <laughs> or or how how does that work? Uh, well, I think you know there's a courtesy there. So we you know we men in the South want to be uh, genteel. What do you mean we? I'm the one doing it. Uh, well, <laughs> you. I think you are. Uh, um, very a very respectful person, and you're, I you, am. you treat women very well. So I think that's yeah. why you do that. And I, I treat everybody well. I mean, I just don't. Jan gets treated better w- than me. Well, that's well, that's to be expected. <laughs> that's to be expected. All right. Um, I told you. Uh, well, I went through Jan that uh, we've been invited to go over to the airport today, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, you're not going to go this I, morning. I can't do that. You can't tell me. 20 but there's so much information beforehand. that we need. Wait a minute. It was a little the, bit of short notice. The heck it was. It was yesterday. <laughs> you told me this morning. I told you yesterday. Well, in fairness, yesterday's kind of short notice too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a week would be good. Can we get a week? Can but we go next week? There's something. There's nothing more important right now than what's going on with the airport. Well, that's good. And and the uh, uh, the things that are going on from the university with all their new students coming in. And, yep. And uh, when you're talking about 800 and something people going out uh, on a kind of like a daily basis, and where um, where the future looks as far as what they're going to do i I know that uh larry of course uh, he's the one invited us over right and they're going to do a special thing for us this morning they're going they're going to have donuts and coffee which which i thought that was pretty good and uh Uh, i'm sorry (laughs) but um I have no idea which direction all this is going, mm-hmm. and I, I needed you to uh, educate me a lot on what's happening right now because it—that's one of the biggest subjects in Murfreesboro. It, it seems like it's overtaken uh, the um, recycling and all that other stuff. The land, the airport, yeah, Mount, yeah. Mount Trashmore, as yeah. it's affectionately referred to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. You know, we had a workshop meeting yesterday, the council Ooh. did, and it was at the airport. And um, it's a great facility, and uh, it it's, is. A, it's a new facility. I guess we've had it. Um, I, I'm terrible with dates about this from a memory standpoint, but maybe a year that facility's mm-hmm. been open. And the prior airport, I think, was built, uh, and I'm probably going to get this wrong too, but in the 50s, I mean, it was around, it was certainly at the end of its useful life. So we we needed that new facility. But, 
You know, I think prefacing comment I would make is, and, um, you know, it's important because uh, on the 20th, we are having a, a special meeting about the airport and, um, and the impacts of MTSU on the airport. Yeah. And there's a lot of opinions surrounding um, that topic. Uh, I, I think as a council member that's been, that was elected in 2018, as I think through this, um, I was not, we did not publicly talk about some of the challenges at the airport, uh, mm -hmm. at the council, uh, really until the last year, about the time the airport was finished, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, to be fair, uh, my understanding is there have been lots of conversations about airport and MTSU and capacity and operations for, for several years. Mm -hmm. And so I say that just to try to be fair to everybody, but, you know, it does feel not great to me that uh, when we just on the heels of getting our brand new shiny airport that we decide, it, it, and this is my opinion, the rest of the council may not share this, but that MTSU is no longer welcome. And so that's the way it appears to me uh, based on the information I have. I'm and, having a hard time. In understanding what that means, MTSU is not welcome. So we'll, we'll talk in detail about that. So yeah. <clears throat> there are 24 hours in a day. Uh, let's say, and this, I'm I'm not a, um, Mr. Larry Williams could probably explain this better than I could, which is no question he could, but there are 24 hours in a day, right? And so I do. Last time I looked, there right. was, yeah. Good, you have a good memory. Yeah. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um I do not know how long an operation at the airport takes. Maybe it takes a minute or two minutes. And let's define an operation as a plane landing or a plane taking off. Okay. Right? Yeah. So there is a certain amount of capacity that a 24-hour period allots to planes taking off and landing. Right? Because you can't land two at a time. Yeah. We can only land one at a time. Yeah. So you, if you further condense that to say we would prefer the majority of our operations because the city is effectively sort of in the middle of the, I'm sorry, the airport is effectively mm -hmm. in the middle of the city, so to speak. If we say we want to try to provide a, a, a quality of life to the people that live close to the airport, and we decide that we want to do the best we can to manage the traffic, mm -hmm. maybe we say, hey, friends and neighbors and people that are landing regularly, MTSU being one of them, mm -hmm. please try to do that between 8 and 10 or 8 and 9 or something, right? So you further compress the opportunity for one plane to land and one plane to take off. So it's a capacity thing. Yeah. How many planes can take off and how many planes can land in a day? So when we start talking about what the issue is, um, we can only allow so many planes to land and take off in a day. Currently, the number that's talked about is MTSU takes about 70% of that capacity. So if you can, if you can allow 1,000 planes a day to take off and land, MTSU gets 700, okay? Yeah. So the debate and the discussion has been, is that fair to the citizens of Murfreesboro? Is it fair for MTSU to dominate uh, the airspace, to dominate the taxiway, all those sorts of things and what's the opportunity cost to Murfreesboro to not have capacity and airspace availability for other planes to come in for other companies to relocate to Murfreesboro for other businesses to fly in and out of Murfreesboro what does Murfreesboro actually receive by allowing MTSU to have that uh, uh, pretty much taken care of just for them. So I, I really appreciate you asking the question. I think that's a great question. Um, and I think the answer would be MTSU buys fuel, right? So you can't mm -hmm. get jet fuel at a gas station for the most part. You yeah. have to buy jet fuel. So if, if there are a thousand operations a day and MTSU is 700 a day, if, if those 700 operations go away, let's assume there's some revenue associated with them buying fuel some revenue associated with them having planes at the airport where they're paying fees, uh, tie-down fees, hangar fees, jet fuel fees. What happens if that 70% of that revenue goes away? So 
what I would say is, what benefit does the city receive? Well, re we receive a stable, steady source of income to support airport operations that represent about 70% of the total operations of the airport. Hmm. And uh, kind of open that up a little bit because um, what exactly, do you get a revenue at all from MTSU? Uh, so I don't want to get out of my um, lane or depth of knowledge on this subject. Yeah. What I know is for every plane that MTSU has at the airport that they park at an airport, think in terms of a parking spot. Mm -hmm. When they park planes, we receive money for them to park a plane. Okay. When they decide that a student is going to go and get training for their aerospace program, when they take off and they land, they have to have jet fuel jet fuel may not be the right word, fuel mm -hmm. uh, for the airplanes, for the most part, that's purchased at the Murfreesboro Airport. Now, are you, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of money that you're receiving for that. I don't know those numbers. So if you yeah. said, Ronnie, is 70% of the capacity, is that a million bucks or you know five million bucks? I don't know the answer to that. I just don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is, um, or I, at least I think I know, Overall, um, the airport is generally self-sufficient in terms of um, what it costs the citizen uh, through uh, what they pay in taxes and what the city funds from an overhead standpoint for mm -hmm. staff and employees and electricity and building, et cetera, et cetera. We're pretty break even on that. Uh, I'm not going to say we make a lot of money or lose a lot of money. I think it's really, really pretty neutral. but. When you ask what does the city get for that, if 70% of the capacity is being used by MTSU, then certainly we have to be receiving a certain amount of revenue to offset yeah. those expenses. Yeah. We have a caller on the line, Ronnie. So, uh, caller, welcome aboard with Ronnie Martin. Yes, this is. Let me tell you something about <laughs> MTSU. And I'm a taxpayer, believe it or not. Let me tell you about this airport. Uh, Brother Truman, and do you guess? Yes, I mentioned this a year or two ago along or whenever. I'm sick and tired of babysitting the MTSU. Uh-oh, did you hear what I just said? I'm sick and tired of this because, <laughs> I, first I of all, <laughs> first of all, because Middle Tennessee, that road in front of them, they, they to be a university, I'm, I got a problem with this. Teaching these folks, what idiot would put a putting remodel MTSU Boulevard in front of the the school there to put trees in the middle of the road. I didn't tell you all before about this. Why would you put trees in the middle of that road instead of putting more streets there so you could drive sensible? You put trees in the middle of the road. And, and let, let me tell you about the airplanes since you mentioned it, brought it up. And uh, you've you got to have a base. There's such a place in a town near us called Slaughter, Tennessee, it used to be Stewart Air Force Base. Why didn't you use that base? Because I, that's my hometown, and I happen to go through there every now and then. You may see a plane land and fly away from there. They may fly five or six planes a day. Why didn't you use their base? Talk to me, somebody. Yeah, Ronnie, explain that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Terry Mason, in case you're wondering. Go ahead. So I, I think... Those are great comments, uh, yes, and, sir. and those and those are part of the discussion that's being had. And yeah. so, if I had to be totally honest, I would tell you that um, if if you are in the business of airports, uh, do you want uh, your airspace field filled yeah. with uh, student training pilots that absorb the capacity of the airport? I don't know that anybody's going to raise their hand and say, please sign me up for all that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so to the caller's point, you know, uh, the Smyrna Airport facility is a much larger facility. Amen. Uh, and so I, I think what I would say is if it were Ronnie Martin's decision, and it's not, I, I'm, I'm one person that has an opinion of amongst the group, um, MTSU would find a way to spread that traffic around 
all of the surrounding municipal airports. And so mm-hmm. maybe Smyrna, Tullahoma, Manchester, McMinnville, oh uh, Shelbyville. And instead of concentrating what's affectionately referred to the planes at the Beehive in, in Murfreesboro, yeah. we would space that out and put five at five different airports. And the, the impact would be less and the benefits to the individual airports um, could be spread amongst them and share the yeah. burden as well as the benefit. Yeah. So excuse me, and I'd be off to the local politicians. What are we progressing from MTSU, by the way? <laughs> Y'all have a good day, and I love you all, too. I'm listening. <laughs> this is Casey. You too, reporting. Casey. Yes, sir. You're I love you fun. all, too. <laughs> I'm yeah. reporting. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Casey. <laughs> I think you need to take my place. Oh, I just heard a lot of hands raised over there. <laughs> um, it, 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 it is, a, the, I guess, the, the thing that uh, I pre- need to go in the direction of, if we did not have mm-hmm. that um, relationship with MTSU, could, could uh, the airport still function as well as it does now? So I think that is a great question. Another great question. You always ask great questions, Truman. Um, yeah, that gives you time to think while you're <laughs> saying that. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think that in today's economy, right, at this point in time, mm-hmm. um, because of the facility that we have at the new airport, um, Ronnie Martin's opinion, which is all I can speak to, is that we would probably value more commercial traffic, uh, economic opportunities outside of MTSU than we do the university. And that do is... we a, have that... Uh, are we uh, kept from having that relationship with the business people because of our relationship with MTSU? I think that's a very good argument. It's a fair argument. Um, I wish we had Larry here because yeah. he, he works with them now. I, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but he is one of the biggest experts uh anywhere in this country when it uh, relates to those type things so if if and this is what has been discussed on that point yeah if if i and to be clear i can't fly a plane i'm not a i'm not a pilot but if i were in charge of an aircraft Mm -hmm. and i had the choice of where i wanted to fly into or fly out of in a Mm -hmm. general location and i had four or five different airports that i could choose from would i choose to fly into a place that is super busy versus a place that is less busy. Yeah. Well, I think for me, not being a pilot, I would certainly fly into the place that's less busy unless I had a need to be in a certain city. So for example, people fly into Nashville, right? It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very busy airport It is as well, but there's a reason people fly into Nashville. Now it's a little different because Nashville has a tower which directs traffic. Part of the argument that Um, that is creating some of this discussion is we do not have a tower directing traffic at the Murfreesboro airport. So it's a general aviation airport. Again, Larry's going to be able to explain explain that far better than me, but that's a little bit like um, a collaborative system where people get in and out of line to land and take off planes, right? Nobody's directing traffic. So the more activity you have at a general aviation airport, probably the more opportunity there are for challenges, right? Because you don't have somebody directing, hey, it's your turn, you know, tail number X, Y, Z, it's your turn. And so I think that's part of what has created a lot of this conversation is, mm-hmm. you know, in our general aviation airport, um, when commercial aircraft or, um, and I'm not talking about passenger, commercial passenger aircraft, yeah. But, you know, people that own planes, companies that own planes, that do business in Murfreesboro, that fly in and out, um, you know, there's some technical aspects to how those planes approach the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, they're much faster coming in versus the MTSU program and their slower planes and sort of float around the pattern versus uh, maybe a faster jet that would come very, very quickly into the pattern yeah so it appears and probably feels like it is more challenging to land in murfreesboro than it would be shelbyville or even nashville where you say hey fast moving plane it's your turn now you know what i mean yeah and so you know but back to your question um 
Today, I think uh, the conversation has surrounded what opportunities there are outside of MTSU. Yeah. Where I struggle with that is um, it, it doesn't feel great to me to say, hey, now that we're in a place where we need you less and we have better opportunities, we're going to kind of push you out. And, and there are plenty of people that would strongly disagree with that. But I would tell you that 20 years ago, the contribution that MTSU was making to the airport from a sustainability standpoint, when there maybe was not that same opportunity at the Murfreesboro Airport yeah. with our new shiny facility that we have, that doesn't feel good to me, right? It doesn't yeah. feel good to say, hey, great, you served our purpose while we needed you and we don't need you anymore. Because I think there's, just my opinion, uh, I think that there may have been a better solution than the one we've come up with, which sounds like we don't want you here. By the way, we love you. We love you, MTSU, but we don't want you here. Um, and losing our hometown university and what has been, you know, a very well-recognized aerospace program to a competing city because we can't get along. I've got a feeling that I'm going to be limited in the number of uh, uh, donuts I eat this morning. <laughs> I got over that. <laughs> but you think about it, and let, let's, let's just lose, use logic more than anything else. Uh, would uh, having that relationship with MTSU with pilots are learning how to fly, Right. does that make the airport more unsafe than having the, the guys that own their own airplanes and have been flying for many, many years? And, and um, um, it, it's... I've had people t talk to me about they were uneasy about planes flying over their homes right yeah. here in downtown Mars. It really never bothered me because I, I, I just have this, uh, 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 I guess, uh, the urge to watch them fly over yeah. there. I've always had that. But um, has anybody ever done a safety study over that? Yeah. Um so my understanding is we have we have hired a consultant i think mm -hmm. mtsu has been a part of that process and and um there are some operational capacity safety things being looked at mm -hmm. I, I think the bigger conversation point around safety is and we talked a little bit about this before we got on the air and i, I had this conversation with lots of people uh it's very easy to say and, and people do this in politics all the time. It's either safe or it's unsafe. It's yeah. either right or it's wrong. It's either good or it's bad. Well, the world does not have the luxury of being that linear, right? Yeah, Everything right. is much more complex than that. And so um, fundamentally, and our friend Larry Williams, I think, would agree with this, um, the, the, the litmus test for safety officially at the airport is the FAA. Yeah, they're the ones that get to say whether it's safe or not. And Larry worked with the FAA for many, many years. Right. So I think he would say, "Why don't you guys hire him?" <laughs> I'm not in charge of hiring anybody. <laughs> I don't do that. Oh, um, you're you're one of the, the big guys. In, oh in, yeah, in, in Murfreesboro. Yes, sir. You I really that. are. Well, I I, uh, I have a great respect for you, Ronnie, in in the decision making. Uh, for the city of Murfreesboro, and you don't that. always fall in a group that votes together, which, which I, uh, I love that. Well, I appreciate that. It's, it can be a very lonely place to be that person. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, um, as lonely as it feels, um, it feels really good to know that I don't have an agenda. I don't, you know, take this topic for an example. Uh, I don't want MTSU to be in the airport or out of the airport. I don't want the city of Murfreesboro to have um, commercial traffic versus student traffic. Yeah. Um, what I'm more interested in is what do we have? Why do we have it? How did we get here? And where are we trying to go? And yeah. so, you know, I approach everything pretty much the same way which is, okay, we want to make a change. Well, just come out and say we want to make a change mm -hmm. because that's the honest thing to do. If, if MTSU is no longer the partner that we want 
and it's hard to frame it that way because again it's an open airport for people to to come in and utilize yeah but let's say for example we decide that we do not want to allow mtsu to have tie downs well we have the right to do that i mean i'm not disputing that at all i think where i would start having some disagreement with if if we decide that we don't want mtsu to have access through tie downs for example at our airport well that's where it becomes for me as someone who's from this community that has lived in rutherford county his whole life that went to mtsu that is elected to do what's best for the city of murfreesboro i have a real hard time saying hey i want to do what's best for murfreesboro and that's defined as pushing mtsu out of the airport because we want more commercial traffic or we don't want the beehive there I mean, MTSU is too big a part of our local community Mm -hmm. to act as if we can sort of unilaterally decide that, you know, an aerospace program that's nationally recognized is something that all of a sudden, because we don't want it, we're just going to toss it out like it doesn't matter. Right. Or even worse, in my opinion, because we're trying to force, you know, that issue, start having conversations about the safety of the program. I think that's out of bounds. And. You know, I've shared that opinion with others. Um, I, I don't, and this goes back to the safety conversation we're having. You know, if, if there are 10 planes circling in the pattern above the city and somebody tries to land, I'm not the FAA, uh, the FAA, but I would say that seems less safe, right? Yeah. If there are 10 planes in the air circling Murfreesboro and I try to land my plane, it seems less safe. I can say that. Well, guess who officially is responsible for saying that? The FAA, not Ronnie Martin. And so when we get into the, when we get comfortable saying that's unsafe, MTSU is running an unsafe program, and those types of things, just because logically we start making those associations, I mean, I think that's a very slippery slope, and I, I don't know that that's the way I think our partners should be treated or it's the way the local university should be treated. I just don't agree with it. I, I'm not sure right now that you could deny them access. I think to, that's correct. To, to, to the airport. And and as we're, we're talking about so many different factors of that, um, if MTSU, one of the pilots, flew out of here and mm-hmm. maybe hit a home somewhere sure. in, in Murfreesboro in, in, in a close proximity of, of the airport. Um, would the city of Murfreesboro be one of the um, uh, a peop- or one of the groups that would be probably sued if that would probably happen? And I, I, I was just wondering what kind of protection the city of Murfreesboro has for, over that. Truman, that is so far outside of my knowledge, I wouldn't even know how to answer it, to be honest with you. So, um, I, th- I think we need to have... Larry Williams back on here. I th- yeah, I have Larry, I'm going to get Larry on the show, but I, I think we also need to have some kind of training for the for top official, yeah, for the me. top officials <laughs> in, in Murfreesboro, just put on a, a a two or three week training session sure. to go over everything that's involved with with MTSU having yeah. that particular situation. Hey, I, I tell you something else, and we may have to take a break whenever you say. Um, but uh, I'm, I'd like to talk about another topic that I think is very interesting that has emerged uh, as a conversation point with MTSU that I think you and I might have different opinions on that I think would be good for us to talk about. Well, how are you going into my brain knowing that I'm going to be uh, opposite of what you I just assume you would, so I'm trying to help. So did you just throw this in here to get away from the, no, the airport not, thing? I promise you this is going to be just as contentious. I'm not, I'm not selling you short. Uh, poor Janie, I, I know that here we are talking about Murfreesboro government. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are uh, you pretty much run the show over at Pinnacle Bank, <laughs> taking care of all that. of his business. <laughs> well, you 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 left put a little message up there that uh, what about me? You said I take care of all the business for him over there. She does. 
kind of, in a way. I try to keep him busy. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I'm Carly Henry, and I love Adam's Place. We do enjoy the book reviews, and we play cards a lot. Play hand and foot, and I've learned to play bridge since I've been here, and that's been a lot of fun, and we play billiards. I would encourage my friends to come to Adam's Place because that Adam's Place is the premier facility of this type, then it's a good choice. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Luxuriously designed, exquisitely detailed, first in its class, corner to corner, a true work of art, capable of going from zero to $300,000 in a few seconds flat. Are we talking about a sports car? Oh no, we're talking about Jumbo Bucks Premium Edition Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. So test drive the new gold standard in instant tickets today. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million. All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, fellas, need an annual exam for work or just want to start the year prioritizing your health? Then I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment where they check all your levels. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 to get full labs and an office visit with their provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The Murfreesboro City Council conducted a special workshop session at 11.30 Wednesday morning in the Murfreesboro Municipal Airport. Vice Mayor Madeline Scales-Harris told city leaders she's facing a possibly fatal medical condition. I'm pretty ill. I was um, Ill-er, than, iller than I thought I was. My doctor called me Tuesday night and told me that I'm getting worse. I have a disease that 1 in 10,000 people get, and it's fatal. Scales-Harris will undergo the first procedure Monday, which involves inserting a tube into a vein in her neck, taking the blood from her body, and filtering it before putting it back in. Education and school quality are the top concerns for Tennessee parents. A new poll of Tennessee parents by the Vanderbilt Center for Child Health Policy questioned parents from all three grand divisions of Tennessee about their top worries for their children. Parents also listed bullying and cyberbullying, mental health and suicide, getting sick from COVID, and disruptions to schooling as concerns. Education and school quality were the top concerns for parents, regardless of race. The Tennessee Highway Patrol looking into a fatal car crash on eastbound I-24 near mile marker 88 just outside Murfreesboro yesterday. 
Officials confirm 59-year-old Frances Woodall was killed in the accident, and a one-year-old child traveling with her was unharmed. A 42-year-old driver in a second vehicle was also not injured, and the cause of the accident remains under investigation. Socialize with us on social media. Log on to Facebook.com slash WGNS Radio and click the like button. And follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. French's Shoes and Boots has the hottest brands and unbeatable deals that you won't find anywhere else. But this stuff is going fast and these deals can't last. Everyone wants the wildly popular Hey Dude shoes and French's has them back in stock. Check out the latest styles for men, women, and kids. Hurry and get to French's here in the borough while the getting is good. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few spotty rain showers this afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies, a high in the mid-50s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 42. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. You know, and, and we're back on the air, Ronnie. And boy, we got him started. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of fired me up. Fired up. With a decision. Um, you guys are elected by the people of Murfreesboro. Yes, sir. And they put their trust in you. To, to be able to come forward and make the all these type of decisions and um, do you actually have any input whatsoever being a city councilman as far as what goes on in a daily basis dealing with these type things that are dealing with the university um you know again i can only speak for me for ronnie martin my experience my opinion yeah. um there is no question we have a voice so if if the overriding goal in that representation as an elected official is to have a voice 100 percent that's accomplished in my opinion it's accomplished um i think what most people would expect when they elect someone locally Mm -hmm. is for that person's leadership to have an influence over the outcome and um you know it's interesting i was listening to the mayor did a podcast uh a day ago two days ago where he was talking about some of the things that are that have gone on in the community some of the wins that the community has had and um one of the things he taught w-i-n-s you were talking about yes sir w-h-e-n-s w-i-n-s yeah wins good things positive things is that what you mean continue on i'm I'm following you (laughs) so one of the things uh shane talked about was how the mayoral position is different Mm -hmm. and so you know in in my time of service one of the things that i have said pretty consistently is um you know i have felt like that in many cases the mayor has far more information than what council members have He's been far more engaged and involved in those conversations. And most of the time when those things come to the council, um, there is this presumption that, hey, we've worked through this. Trust us. Here's all the knowledge we have. Is that okay with you guys? We're going to move forward. Yeah. It's kind of how, how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, again, only speaking for me. Other people may feel like they have you know, huge influence in turning us one direction or another. Um, I would tell you that in the system that we are in currently, uh, I I don't think the mayor's position is designed to be that way. I think as a part-time mayor, um, really, um, that position should not have more information than the council. Mm -hmm. Um, It certainly shouldn't have it for long periods of time in advance 
you know, outside of the council, and it yeah. does. Um, I, I heard in that same uh, podcast that, that the mayor did, you know, he was talking about this legacy point thing that's that's come that sounds like it'll be great for our community. Mm-hmm. Well, he talked about that happening, the first meeting being 14 months ago. Well, the first time I heard about legacy point was a week before the announcement was made. Wow. And so when you think about how citizens perceive that decisions are made in the community um, when a small group or just the mayor and certain people in the staff Mm -hmm. know something a year before the rest of the council knows um, I don't think our system is designed to be that way now you take the county system um, Bill Ketron is a full-time elected executive Mm -hmm. well that's exactly the way that should work you know the county commission is not there they meet monthly rather than us meeting weekly but that is absolutely the mayor's role and i think in the city it's a little different and look i my understanding is in talking to people and trying to understand why this works this way uh i i don't know that i can uh, put all the blame on the mayor for that i think mayors in the past have probably handled it very similarly right i think what was different about that and when you think about Tommy Bragg or Richard Reeves or you know Joe B and whoever yeah. else was in those whoever else was in those roles that I don't know. My understanding is those folks were at the end of their career. That in the role of serving as mayor, um, it was true service to the community in the sense that that was 100% of their focus. Well, mm-hmm. I, our situation today is not like that. Shane's got a full-time job just like I have a full-time job, right? Yeah, and his job is. Well, he's a builder and developer in yeah. the city. Which is interesting. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that, Truman. I'm going to let you, <laughs> you, you can expand on that if you want to. Uh, yeah. But, but to go back to this conversation about, you know, are the citizens electing council members and legislators that have a voice? Yes, they have a voice. Mm-hmm. Are they in a position really to influence what goes on? Ronnie Martin's opinion? Um, the mayor and the city manager probably drive 90% of what we do and really most of what we do is sort of ratifying what they've decided to do or not and and that goes back to that lonely place that I've been in a lot where you know I'm sitting in a meeting hearing something that's happened a year in advance with the expectation that I just kind of ride along with the rest of the group Mm, probably not gonna do that it it, it just doesn't seem like the proper thing to do to leave uh, a large uh, group of the people that are elected by the citizens or by the people in Murfreesboro to uh, I don't think they would feel comfortable with the city councilman not having information on some of the major things that are going on yeah and I think you know um, again I think habits um, so when you think about the legacy of, of how we do the things that we do, mm-hmm. right? Um, my opinion, we have good habits and we have bad habits. Uh, good habits lead to good results. I think bad habits lead to bad results. Yeah. Well, I think there is this, and I, I can remember hearing this when I first got elected, uh, and I won't necessarily say who because I don't, I don't want to upset anybody yeah. uh, by calling names, but... You know, there are lots of leaders in our city, staff leaders, uh, high-level people in our city yeah. that would brag about, I've got my four votes, right? Yeah. So I've covered my basis. I've got my four votes. And, and so that's how things are done. Mm-hmm. And I think what most people, when you talk about at election time, for example, we're getting ready to roll into election time. You know, you hear the same things. You'll hear the same things that come up this time. Mm-hmm. We want more transparent government. We want accountability. We want, you know, low taxes. We want uh, affordable housing. You hear all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, when you talk about saying, um, you know, is the system working the way it's supposed to work? I would say the system is working the way it has probably worked for a pretty long period of time. Yeah. Where... Um, you know, a handful of people make a decision and those people cover their basis from the standpoint of saying, I have enough support to get this done. It really doesn't matter that it's an open, transparent conversation. We don't have to kick the tires, you know, um, 
the way we might if if everybody had to be involved we don't have to work as hard if we had to convince everybody let's let's pick the people that we think we can convince to do this or that might be in support of it and let's roll with it and i don't think that's a good habit i don't think it i don't think it breeds trust amongst the council i don't think and you know different council members may have a different opinion on that but uh i would believe that based on my experience and and having served that at some point or another most council members have felt like where is this coming from how did this get here why am i just now hearing about it i don't think i'm the only person to have ever asked themselves that yeah now you were mentioned when we went off the air that you wanted to bring up another oh, subject yeah. Right. He, he's gotten on this, Janny, and now he's... Uh, I'm smiling, too, so I think you this forgot is all, You forgot all yeah. about it. No, so we were talking about one of the things, and this has been interesting to me, too, um, mm-hmm. that this airport conversation with MTSU has sort of morphed into this larger discussion of issues with MTSU. Okay. So I, I think I understand why that's being done that way. I don't agree with it. But I think I understand why it's being done that way. So yeah. you and I have had a lot of conversation about growth. We've had yeah. a lot of conversation about apartments. Yeah. Um, I have tried to um, share my viewpoint that many people do not like things to change. And mm-hmm. therefore, they would prefer the small, sleepy community that we were. And in some ways, that raised my hands. Truman's raising the same. <laughs> that that feels better to them yeah and and i get that and i respect that i understand why um there are some things about you know when i went to riverdale in 89 and i graduated in 92 where i can remember the long rides with all the farms that we would pass going back and forth to school that was a 45 minute bus ride for me um you know it's different our community looks different but I, i am one that has a little different perspective uh i I very much value the growth i very much value the density because um all those cars on the road are what is necessary for us to have commercial opportunities so so every (laughs) once in a while you'll hear oh murfreesboro is the fastest growing city in the united states right i don't go whoopee i'll be honest with you i understand It, it, it it um uh, we have a lot of people, as you know, Ronnie, that are moving in from California. Yep. And they're, and what I have found out, they're really good people. Uh, but it, it changes everything. I'm proud of you for saying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of uh, so many of them that have come in because uh, a lot of my friends have had conversations with them, and they are excited about having these people that have the same, you might say, political attitudes that sure. we do. Sure. And, 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 and we want it to be a uh, thing that people moving in here, they're moving in here, most of them, for a reason. They want to share the good things, the, the lifestyle that we have here. And, and most of it is um, because... It's been a small community. We have deep roots here. Right. And, and uh, each state, as everybody knows, it, it, it's like a different country. Right. And when they move here, they're, they're moving into God's country down here. And uh, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's hard for me to see Detroit and, and Baltimore right. and, and, and L.A. and New York. I wouldn't live there for, for – you couldn't pay me enough money to live in those places. And but yet so, people are still moving here. Yeah, you, yeah, but when is it going to become a negative thing right. instead of a positive thing? So I, I think that burden falls on your elected officials uh, to uh, respond to the growth, right? So I, I would not be one that says we need to artificially speed it up or slow it down. Our job is to respond to the growth because there are going to be times where we want more growth than we have. Yeah. Now, we hadn't seen that in a while, but you know, people like um, Joe B. Jackson probably saw the need for economic growth and opportunity, and so they probably wanted more growth than they had at that particular moment because they wanted jobs and they, they wanted other things. Now, the mayor's uh, 
would be just like the mayor here right now. They they don't have they're not elected by the people to be a mayor. Yeah, all of those mayors were part-time mayors uh, by charter. That's yeah. that's the way our system is set up. Um, no, but, but you're saying we would be better off if we had an elected mayor. I, I believe that personally, and that's based yeah. on my experience in government. Yeah. Um, and, and it's primarily because I think that our mayor very much, and, and I've, I've heard our mayor say some of this, kind of kid about being a full-time mayor already. I mean, he's mm-hmm. done that. And I think Shane, look, Shane works hard. Uh, our mayor works a lot of hours. He does a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of responsibility. Um, and I don't think there's any question he carries a disproportionate load of other council members. I mean, he absolutely does. Do we give the city manager too much control? Well, I think by design, um, the way our system is set up. The, what, we, what we have seen now, and, and uh, it, it seems like it's changed. It seems like when you have city managers that come in here that really don't know the heartbeat of the community, it makes a big difference. Well, look, when you have people like Rob Lyons and um, Roger Haley, mm-hmm. who were Murfreesboro people, uh, Roger even served on the council for a period of time before he was um, city manager. You're right. You know, there is a, I think, again, Ronnie Martin's opinion, a more, a, a warmer, more collaborative, more um I think there's more acknowledgement of the symbiotic relationship that we have. So the Mm -hmm. connection between industry, government, university, I think there's better understanding and better appreciation for that. I think when you have outsiders, Mm -hmm. big men, and we have outside leadership in those roles, there's some good things you get from that because you're not burdened by some of those things, right? You're not burdened by the relationships. I think in this case with MTSU, I think that's hurt us. Yeah. I think that not having that warm relationship um, has not served as has not served us as well as it could have if we had a deeper friendship amongst those. And it's turned and you know this is just probably the nature of the background of of our city manager. He's an attorney by training. Well, it, it has appeared very legalistic, very rigid to me and not the warm, difficult conversation that maybe it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, here's the thing. I don't believe for one second um, that the president of the university, Dr. McPhee, uh, is indifferent to the city of Murfreesboro or doesn't care. I don't believe that for one second. Do I believe he's... But his intentions are more toward MTSU and than it is the city of Murfreesboro. And when you're asking the them to support you, the yeah. city of Murfreesboro and, and all those around, it makes it very difficult for everybody. I think you're right. And But here's the thing that I would say. If I'm objective and I step back, that's exactly what his focus is supposed to be, is mm-hmm. the university. Right. It's not Dr. McPhee's responsibility to patrol the airport and make sure that we have capacity for Murfreesboro. That's not his job. Mm-hmm. Just like we, and I'm not avoiding it, but we'll bring it back up, this conversation mm-hmm. about crime around the campus, um, MTSU not building on-campus housing, the impact that's had on student housing around campus. Well, I, if I'm Dr. McPhee, well, my job is to grow the university. My mm-hmm. job is not to manage crime in the city of Murfreesboro. That's somebody yeah. else's job to do that. But it's very convenient for us to point or the to finger. cause more crime in the city of Murfreesboro. I think it's very easy, and this is just human nature, mm-hmm. to point the finger at someone else and say it's your fault this is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, the reality is, whose responsibility is it? I'm not aware that it's Dr. McPhee's responsibility to provide a safe community to the citizens of Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. That's my job. It's not his job. Mm-hmm. That's my job. His job is to grow the university. That's yeah. what he's supposed to do. It's our job to manage that. No different than we would manage uh, a developer putting 200 new houses in a subdivision that we have to provide transportation, fire, police, schools for. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand why it's different. And so when we get into those discussions and we start pointing fingers at other people, I think if you're not from Murfreesboro and you're not committed to us working together, it gets real easy to start saying, hey, it's your fault. 
I don't want to take responsibility. I'm, I got to have an answer for this and I can't fix it. So I'm going to point the finger at you. Well, if, if Dr. McPhee has grown the university to a point where it's one of the largest universities, maybe still the largest university in the state, he's been very successful. If he's grown the aerospace program to a point where it's exceeded the capacity of the Murfreesboro Airport, he's been very successful. I don't find it productive to blame him for his success because he can't fix our problems. Guess are we, what? Are we blaming him or are we blaming the university as it is? Well, I think, you know, that's a great question. Because it's been set up for many, many years. I, I think as leaders. And, and, and times change and things change. The university's going to change. I, I agree with that. I think that as leaders, whether it be me, Shane, the mayor, Mayor Ketron, the quarterback for uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, who I like a lot too. Ooh, I like him. We get disproportionately more credit than we deserve, and we get more blame than we deserve. And so I think that's the position of leadership. You know that as the mm -hmm. sheriff. Uh, there are plenty of things you probably got blamed for that you had no control over. And I think good leaders step up and they say, hey, you know what? I accept responsibility. Uh, I understand why this is an issue, and I'm going to do the best thing I can to make it better. And that's all I can do. But I can't point the finger at somebody else to take the pressure off of me. That's the job. You think Tom Brady's going to blame his receivers for running the wrong routes? Yeah, he would. He's not yeah, going he to. Would. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would do it privately. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't do it on TV. Yeah, I guarantee you. He just he just came out with his own uh, 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 clothes wears. For, hey. He, 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 he doesn't even have his whole name in there uh, because uh, $170-something dollars for He's a, the goat, Truman. He's a what? He's a goat. A goat? A goat. Jan, tell them what that is. Greatest of all time. You should check into that clothing line. Up your game a little bit. I will not <laughs> buy anything that he's got, to be perfectly honest with you. I think it's sponsored by Fabletics. Is that a thing? Do you know I've never heard of it. Yeah. Anyway. doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. So, so, what in the world were you, were you talking about this last five minutes? You were going to something special, and I still don't understand. Oh, we were talking about housing around yeah, MTSU, yeah, crime yeah. around MTSU. Yeah so, yeah, so that was folded into this MTSU discussion, and we sort of just talked about it. Um, you know, I, I personally don't believe that um, if I'm Dr. McPhee and my responsibility as president of the university is to, one of my things is to grow the university, well, if, if I have to house every single student that I bring in and basically police them and, and build a wall around the university and say, you can't leave, you know, you got to stay here so that everything you do, I have to handle. Well, I don't know that that's even realistic for us to ask of them. And so would it be easier for me as a council member if um, Dr. McPhee housed every single student that he had on campus? Well, sure it would. Guess what? Every problem that happens with a 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old person is dealt with on his campus. I, that's great for me, so I don't have to deal with it. But I, I don't think we expect that of other businesses, right? We don't ask um, 200 or 500 development subdivisions to have their own police force to make sure that their people don't get out and cause problems in our community. I mean, we don't do that. We don't um, we think about the mixed-use development that we're going to have that has – and I'm going to get this wrong, 400 apartment doors, 500 apartment doors at the avenue um, that we just went through, office, housing, whatever else, mm -hmm. do they have to have their own police force to make sure that they don't add to crime numbers in Murfreesboro? Because guess what? We don't want any of their crime numbers. They're bringing too many people. And what happens, Truman? When we get too many people in a small pay place, they cause problems. It's going to be major problems. We, That's what's wrong that. with the cities right now. Well, so how do you have... How do you take the good of having a university that's grown tremendously, which we should be proud of, that has tons of students that contribute to jobs in the community, uh, they stay here and they buy houses, uh, they provide workforce you know, opportunities, labor to so many of the commercial businesses in town. Um, how do you take all the good things that come from what MTSU does and then blame them for the fact that they brought a whole bunch of people in a small space? That's what they're supposed to do. And so I, I just have a little different perspective on that uh, than I yeah, think Yeah, your perspective do. is entirely <laughs> different from mine, big boy. I understand. Uh, I, I, I don't understand that. Uh, 
why should we be proud of the growth at MTSU? I don't understand why we as people in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County yeah. should be proud of what's going on. Now, if, if they reach out to us as a good citizen in our community, right. that would be a different uh, type of situation. But I, I, I don't feel that. And you, you know as well as I do that the that the universities and the colleges across the country mm -hmm. are trying to grow for a specific reason. Right. And, and, and if you look into the reasons that are involved in that, uh, that makes them more successful in their own particular uh, corner than it does anything else. And it's not reaching out to the community itself. Right, and I know I've got a lot of friends that get mad at me when we get into that, but it, it, I'm trying to look at the logic of it. Yep, and you can't just say, "Oh, MTSU, great name, all that other stuff." You got to look at the undercurrents that are there yep. and what's happening because of it. I think it's a great point. So you're talking about pros and cons, the cost benefit. Yeah. Um, I, the only way I know to answer that is to say. When you look at our education system in Murfreesboro, mm -hmm. right, how many of the teachers that we employ in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, do you think MTSU educated? I have no idea. I don't know either. I would argue, I would guess most of them. Well, you don't find people that want to be teachers here anymore, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. and, and it's because of the what I just mentioned a, 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 a a little bit ago the undercurrents that are there mm -hmm. that are putting so much pressure on teachers and and they're not they're not getting the rules and regulations in our community they're getting it from washington and then on into nashville the teachers here have been under enormous pressure over the last 15 and 20 years and there are a lot of great uh men and women that would be terrific as educators mm -hmm. but they're scared to death to get into those type situations <clears throat> and and that's the problem and and of course we're hearing it on television and all this other uh crap that, that, that that's trying to to change people's minds about what needs to be happening in this country and it's just not a positive thing for our communities which which i think <clears throat> emphasizes even more the need for having a higher academic institution in your community that is offering an opportunity to people that um, want to get an education. You think about what MTSU is known for, and there's so many things. Um, you know, I came out of the business program there and got a master's degree and uh, got an MBA. And uh, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, being critical of MTSU in this regard, but I don't know that they're as well known for their business program as they would be for nursing. Or what year did you graduate from MTSU? Uh, first time in 97, second time in 2001. Do you remember Dr. Walker? Oh, yeah. Dr. Walker was one of the best presidents we ever had. If you had somebody that had his relationships, the ability to to uh, be with other people in, in governments and things like that. Uh, and, and he was not one of those people who considered himself an elitist. Yeah. He would actually, if there was a uh, police officer walking across the campus late at night and it's colder and whiz or whatever, he would go over and say, son, what are you doing? And he would tell him. And he says, you know, won't you come over to the house and let's let's eat supper tonight? I mean, he That's was one, stuff. but he had the common sense and the good judgment to be able to be accepted wherever mm -hmm. he was. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not seeing that anymore. Well, let me share this story with you. And I don't know if I've told you this before or not, but um, when when Doctor Walker left, I think it was while I was working on my MBA, so it would have been somewhere between 98, 99, and 2001, okay? Mm -hmm. And so Eugene Smith came and was the interim president of MTSU. Yeah. And um, I had the opportunity to meet Dr. Walker. He, he, he would not, of course, he's passed since then. We've got a library Unfortunately, named, yeah. library named after him. But I don't know that he would have known really who I was. I was just one of his kids on campus. But um, I did know him. 
and thought enough of him that um, when I got my MBA in 2001, well, the president of the university signs your diploma. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Eugene Smith signed my diploma, and nothing at all against Eugene Smith, but I didn't know Eugene Smith, and yeah. my undergraduate degree was signed by Dr. Walker. Well, um, I can't remember where Dr. Walker was at the time, but um, I sent my diploma to him uh, for my master's degree, uh, and I said, hey, um, I'd really appreciate it if you signed my diploma. I said, because it matters to me that, you know, I started this program with you, mm-hmm. but you left before I finished it, so I want your signature on it. So my master's diploma has Dr. Eugene Smith's signature on it and Dr. Walker's signature on it. That's pretty I'm special. Pre- I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. The, I, I, Jan, what does that say? Wrap up the show? Yep, it's been time. sitting in front of me for 10 minutes, and I don't want to wrap up the show, but I guess I'm going <laughs> to have to. It's time to go get donuts, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.